0: Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome to the third and final installment in our Bad Bosses series. Uh, Today we're going to talk about what happens when you can't see eye-to-eye eye with your boss, right? They're, they're making all these decisions that negatively impact you. You express your uh, discomfort either directly or indirectly, and they're consistently just doing things that just don't work well from you on various levels, whether it's financial, whether it's from a work-life balance perspective, whether it's from a career advancement and responsibility perspective. How do you deal with a person like that, and especially for the younger professionals out there who are starting out, and you know are maybe going to choose different bosses over the years and and have um, a lot more variability uh, starting out because it is earlier in your career. I just want to share: it's not really about finding the right leader, right? It, it's not an individual who you're looking for that that unicorn who's just going to be perfect for you. It's about finding the right alignment. You want to find the person who you can align with and can find that alignment even if it's not there in one given instance. And the reason for this distinction, right, is no single person is ever constantly going to be doing what is good for you. Everyone's always doing what's good for themselves. Now, I don't mean this in a cynical way because even servant leaders who are consistently trying to make their team better are also doing that in a way that is good for themselves because that's the way they, they enjoy leading and they get the best results and they like to lead. So they're not doing that to hurt themselves. They're doing it because it benefits themselves as well. And that's why they've chosen uh, to be servant leaders. So I feel like we make a mistake when we believe there is some perfect leader who just has some special heart for you and and will always do the right thing for you and will always be there for you. If you've lived your whole life and, and had this, amazing. Congratulations. But more often than not, you can be disappointed along the way. And most often, it's not because they're a bad person or they don't like you. More often than not, especially in a business setting, it's more about alignment than the character or the personality of the leader themselves. So, of course, there are horrible, horrible leaders. And if you've had one, I'm so sorry. Uh, but more often than not, it, it's more about your interests and their interests not aligning. So as long as your goals and the leader's goals are in alignment, that's a match. And that can go on for one month, it can go on for a year, it can go on for 10 years. Now, when the alignment is not a match, when it's a mismatch, the more important thing is to decide how to handle that, right? It's not about, oh, they used to be a good leader, and now they're a bad leader or a bad boss. It's how do you handle this current condition? So here's a, a, a sort of Common example: Uh, You had a great boss. You moved on to another, uh, you know, opportunity. Still have a great relationship. You need a reference, and they're the perfect reference. You reach out to them, and they totally ghost you. you. You can't get them in time, and you don't get the job. And you don't really hear anything from that. You don't follow up. You never really get an answer. Now, you have no way of knowing, but in the meantime, any number of things could have happened to them they could have had a religious calling um they could have had uh, some sort of uh physical uh, you know emergency or or medical thing there could be someone in their family who really required all their attention they they could have gone on some sort of month long secluded electronic device free i don't know meditation retreat somewhere in a forest so they would have loved to get back to you but Uh, you know, they weren't able to get back to you. And you don't find that out until uh, much later. So sometimes just that kind of misalignment can happen and it doesn't really have anything to do uh, with the person's character or how they feel about you. So, you know, what do you do when the goals don't align perfectly, right? What do you do when you're um, together, and the goals are not aligning and that's really the key towards your professional success figuring out how to find that alignment and decide whether that alignment exists and and you can find it somehow with the person or whether that alignment exists somewhere else and both of those are okay solutions it really base it's really based on your current situation your skill ability um you know your your appetite uh for dealing with it there's no really one right or wrong answer the only one caveat i would give is alignment can be difficult right so um when things get out of whack right when you think about any sort of physical object or maybe even your back that gets misaligned getting it back aligned is not an easy thing to do just because you want it to happen doesn't make it happen but getting it back into alignment is really key to performing and and having uh your best career and one final thought on alignment, whether it's with a boss or, or with a coworker. Um, being misaligned and, and not perfectly aligned isn't necessarily always a bad thing, right? This is actually makes life more interesting. Imagine if everyone always agreed and did everything the way you wanted them to do. You'd never learn anything new. You'd never see anything interesting. I mean, having variety uh You know, that's the spice of life. This is what diversity is actually about. Not just having different types of people, but actually having different thoughts, different experiences, different ways of approaching things, different ways of expressing things. So the problem comes when the two ingredients mixed together, right? And how that is handled. So uh, what can happen is you can have extreme, almost allergic differences, right? So that's the one piece. And it's added to an inability for those two differences to exist together. I'm not talking about compromise, but being in in harmony. So to exist together and to be aligned. And when you can't figure out a way, either of you, to get to that point, that's when you start to really have problems. So just having different things mixed together is not the solution. There's a real connection, a harmony, a a coexisting peace that needs to happen to get the benefit and that's what creates the growth and and that's the the positive part of having differences and misalignment so being misaligned i don't want to paint it as always being a negative thing in fact um, often we get some of our best growth our best ideas and come through uh, in a much better way uh, when we do have a healthy <laughs> a healthy dose of uh, misalignment and the skills the ability the will and the opportunity and the cooperation um, to be able to get things back in alignment. So your mission today is I want you to think about someone or some area where you really are suffering a lot of misalignment. And really take a moment to think about how can you get it realigned, right? And how can you use this to your advantage, to use the differences to grow, to learn more, rather than seeing it as a problem to be fixed, more as a puzzle uh, to be pieced back together so you can have a better, uh, more beautiful picture at the end of the day. Thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates Executive Presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like Please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsor. Have you ever shared a great idea only to be ignored or have someone else take the credit? Why do some people consistently seem to advance faster? Have you ever implemented performance feedback and expected things to change, only to have a new hurdle placed in front of you? I'm Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. After years of coaching clients and while writing my book, Unlock Your Executive Presence, I discovered executive presence is the key to unlocking your career. But what is it? How do you get it? And can it be taught? In my online course, Executive Presence and the Diversity Dilemma, we explore how executive presence works. You may be surprised to learn, as was I, that it has nothing to do with what you say, do, or wear. Most courses fail because they only teach you how to copy executive presence. We'll start off by revealing how it actually works, which is based on how you make people feel. Next, we'll explore the six degrees of executive presence, which will help you generate it on demand. Finally, We'll cover how to make your authenticity an asset, the power of introverts, and generating executive presence in virtual meetings. If you are a high potential professional with the skills to advance, but who is struggling to get the right attention, then this course is for you. The first module is free, so join us today on udemy.com so you can be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Today's episode is requested by and inspired by a good friend of mine, Larry Boyer. And he was on a previous episode of Why It Works, an earlier podcast that I do. Uh, and he is an author, uh, he's a data scientist, uh, and he talks about uh, the fourth industrial revolution and how AI and technology and all of these sort of sea changes will affect the future of how we work and the jobs. That are available. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, definitely uh, check out Larry and I'll share his uh, information uh, on the website. So one thing he requested was it'd be interesting to talk about Star Wars characters, because he and I are both Star Wars fans uh, and how that might inform executive presence. So the character I'd like to talk about is one of my favorites from the newer version of Star Wars, Qui-Gon Jin. Uh, He plays a Jedi. My wife always makes fun of me. I have some sort of, uh, you know, sort of movie crush on Liam. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence morsel.